0: Hi there, this is Jacob Msiba, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today, and I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message, and God bless you. This morning, Jesus, my identity. Come on, shout, Jesus, my identity. Surely you can do better than that. Jesus my, Jesus, my identity. Now when we have our identity intact, there is no way that we can allow the world to offer us anything that is less than what our identity is in Christ Jesus. And if you know, you are, if you know who you are, you will know who you are not. What makes us be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, be tossed to and fro by every situation and by every circumstance, be tossed to and fro by every fashionable thing that is new among us. It is because of the lack of the knowledge of who we are. But once we know who we are, we will know who we are not. So each time the world offers us something that we are not, we will reject it without even feeling sorry for ourselves because we know that we are not that and we are not associated with that. Why? Because you have your identity in Christ intact. Hallelujah. Please turn with me to the book of First John chapter number 4, verse number 17. The Bible says, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as He is, so are we in this world. As He is, so are we in this world. As He is, so are we in this world. But for us to fully understand who we are and the, the, in, in our nature of our being and also to understand that then we need to understand who God is. That's the first step for us to be able to understand ourselves. We must understand God first. We must understand who is this God that we are supposed to be like, that we are supposed to to be made in his image, and also his likeness. Now we need to always make sure that we understand who God is. But the Bible did not hide it from us. It is clear. In the book of John, chapter number 4, verse number 26, that God is spirit. The Bible says God is spirit. It is clear that God is spirit. That is why he even says, those who worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. Because there is no any other language that I can understand. Because I am spirit. If you are Zulu, you speak Zulu. If you are Kosa, you speak Kosa. If you are Ndebele, you speak Ndebele. If you are Tzwana, you speak Tzwana. If you are spirit, you speak spirit. So we are made in the likeness. And we are made in the image of God. And that likeness and image is not necessarily physical. But that likeness and image is mainly spiritual. Very, very spiritual. The image of God means his quality and his likeness means his, fun- his functionality, as I have said. Now God, who is spirit, has a mind. He also has emotions. He also has a will. In the Bible we see, in the book of Romans, chapter number 8, verse number 27, We see that God is talking to us about the mind of Christ, the mind of the spirit. Why? It is because God has a mind. God thinks, that is why he says, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. So in other words, God's mind is occupied by the good plans that he has for me. Then it means God has a mind. That's where his thoughts and his will are processed. So also in the book of Ephesians, chapter number 4, verse number 30, the Bible says we must not grieve the Spirit of God. So why must we not grieve the Spirit of God? Because He has emotions. If someone can be grieved, it means they can feel. They have emotions. So God here, we see that He also has emotions. So God also in the bible it also tells us in the book of first corinthians chapter number 12 verse number 11 it says that he has a will and also in the book of ephesians 4 verse number 30 it says as i said uh, do not grieve the spirit of god so now all the thoughts that god has as he promises us that he has thoughts towards us never to harm us and never to uh, never to harm us but to give us hope and a future so all of these thoughts As we have established, all of these uh, emotions and all of these desires are in his soul. They are processed in his soul because God has a soul. So we need to understand that God is spirit and that also God has a soul. Now the Bible teaches us that when we were created by God, we became living souls. It says that after he had created man in the garden, after he, in the beginning, then he breathed the breath of life and man became a living soul. That is why when we are separated from Christ, our souls are in shambles. Our souls are tormenting us. In fact, we can't even contain our own souls. Why? Because our souls are dead. If we are not in Christ Jesus, our souls are dead. But God wants our souls to live because in the beginning he breathed the breath of life And man became a living soul. So any dead soul under the sound of my voice, I charge you back to life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Those who can't feel any emotions, it is not of God. Even God himself can feel emotions. It says we must not grieve the spirit of God. But most of us have gone through so many things that are traumatic in our lives in such a way that we have killed our emotions. We have told ourselves that I am never going to feel anything again. Be it a good emotion or a bad emotion Because I have killed my emotions I want you to know that God wants you to feel joy God wants you to feel pain God wants you to feel when you are not taken care of Because you are supposed to be a living soul Supposed to be a living soul Now, this then tells us since God breathed His breath in the inside of us, and, we, and man became a living soul, it means that man, the source of life for man, comes from God. That was our source of life. Somebody say amen. amen. So now the quality of our lives, the quality of our life, or the quality of the life that we were meant to live as God's people, was supposed to be directly linked to the Spirit of God, who is our source of life, because that's where he breathed in the inside of us, and we became living souls. So we are supposed to be directly linked to the Spirit of God so that we can live the life that God wanted us to live, linked directly to the thoughts and and desires and emotions that God has. So now, originally, our existence was not supposed to to be based on what we have, we were not supposed to have our identity based on what we have but the world has given us names based on what we have the world has given us names based on what we do not have so I want you from this morning going on never allow the world to name you by what you have don't allow the world to name you by what you have And I will tell you right now, because sometimes when they name us according to what we have, it makes us feel good. It makes us feel important. It makes us feel like we are people amongst people. However, it is dangerous when you allow the world to name you according to what you have. Because once it is taken away, they themselves will name you according to how that thing was taken away from you. his cock and PMW. God forbid should anything happen to it. But I love you. I I you based on what you don't have so never allow the world to name you according to what we have because job one day said here I came naked and I will return I will return to where I came from naked as well why it was because job understood that anything and everything that he accumulated here on earth did not mean much according to his identity because his identity was not derived from what he had, but his identity was derived from who he is in the nature of his being. May God help us under the sound of my voice that we may know and understand who we are so that we don't allow everyone to name us according to what they want to name us. And I mean, we came with nothing, nothing materialistic, here on earth. And therefore, it is not correct to derive identity from possessions. We must not derive identity from statuses. We must not derive our identity from what we have found here on earth anything and everything that does not come into the inside of you and cause your soul to be intact do not derive your identity from that thing no matter what it is do not derive your identity from that thing because people and the world are able to name us remember even in the Bible itself there was a woman who was said to be a woman with the issue of blood nobody knows her name the Bible says Jesus had a crowd around him. And I would assume that that woman was from around because the Bible says she heard. And remember, there was no social media back then. So she was within the vicinity. That is why she heard that Jesus was around. So they don't know her name. How come? It's because they named her according to her situation. They named her according to her shortcoming. They name they according to, to, to a disadvantage. But I want us to realize and understand today that our identity is not derived from what we have, nor from what we do not have. So as soon as you feel big about what you have, you are going to have a problem when you don't have anything. That is why you must be content. Paul said, I have learned to be content. Whether I am living in plenty or I am living in want. Why was Paul so content? Because he knew it did not mean anything. It did not take away from the fact that I am made in the image of God. It did not take away from the fact that I am made in the likeness of God. For as long as my identity is intact, anything can still happen anytime. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because the world gives us names. But this morning, I want you to know you are not your possessions. You are not, you are definitely not your mistakes. You are not your shortcomings. You are not even your sin. Yes. Because God forgives sins. And God does not forgive. He also forgets. So if someone remembers your sin, It's their own baby. They can just put it in their minds and let it occupy their minds. You move forward with the identity that God has given you. You move forward because he has the sea of forgetfulness. He forgets about your sin. So when the enemy comes and says, you are this based on your sin, tell him that I have a new identity in Christ and you cannot call me by my sin anymore. That is not my name. That is not my name. I said, amongst many other things, if I get an opportunity, one of the things that I will ask God to show me in heaven is the sea of forgetfulness. I'm grateful for it. No one has access to it, not even me, your pastor. The sea of forgetfulness. Once God throws your sin in there, it's done and dusted. He forgets about it. No matter who else can remember, they cannot go and dig it up. Because God is gracious. Because God is good. Hallelujah. So you are not all of those things. Manjakeba unfortunately, as much as we were all of this made in the likeness of God, made in his image, the enemy came and deceived Adam and Eve in the, in the Garden of Eden. And, they, and he came and he stole their identity as, man, as mankind. He stole our identity from the Garden of Eden He came and deceived Adam and Eve And by, by virtue of that We lost our identity Because the Bible clearly Says that the devil Does not come except to kill To steal and to destroy So he came even with The same agenda In the garden of Eden His agenda was number one If there is anyone who knows how to be a man Of one thing it is the devil So he came And he stole our identity as mankind. He stole our identity and he caused us to be separated from God. And then as he stole stole the identity uh, of mankind, then mankind began to cover itself with what they found here on earth. So in other words, mankind wanted to be equal to any other creation. Even though we were so superior, the Bible says every dawn God came and enjoyed the company of mankind. Why? Because He made them in, the, in His image and in His likeness. The Bible says He would come and fellowship with them. God had done everything for men so that they can be able to function like Him as kings in the Garden of Eden. However, when the enemy stole, then mankind reduced themselves. To all the creation. How did they reduce themselves? As soon as they saw that they were naked. The glory had departed. That they were no longer the way that God had created them to be. They then looked for leaves. They covered themselves up with the leaves. Maybe that's the reason why. When we don't know our identity in Christ, we cover ourselves with clothes expensive clothes we cover ourselves with expensive cars we cover ourselves with expensive houses don't hear me wrong there's nothing wrong with those things but once you derive your identity from them then there's something wrong because you are not your car you are not your house you are not your clothes you are not your hair you are not your makeup but you are the image of god If you can have that intact within your knower in the inside of you, nothing will shake you. Nothing will cause you to think small about yourself. Somebody say amen. They thought very small of themselves. Sounds familiar. That's when you lose the job. You don't even want to talk to your friends. That's when you lose your job. You don't even want to come to church. That's when you lose your money. The money that you have been covering yourself with. Let me tell you something, leaves wither. Don't cover yourself with things that will wither. The Bible even says, we came naked and we shall go. That's how we shall go. So it is important that you major in majors and not in minors. Major in your identity in Christ, not in your identity in things. So they organized for themselves lives to cover themselves up to cover their nakedness some of us are feeling small in the inside of us we may be seen maybe as a giant that is high up there however when we are alone by because of the deterioration of the soul we are then feeling so small about ourselves in such a way that we want to accumulate all of these things that is why We are even envious of those who are already there. Why? Because we want to be there to cover our nakedness. Let me tell you something. Sometimes your nakedness is a blessing so that you can realize who you really are apart from all of those things. Apart from all of those things. Sometimes it's a blessing and it won't last forever. But sometimes it's a blessing. Just so that you can release them and find your true identity. They organize for themselves lives to cover themselves up. May you never, never feel so small in such a way that you want things with the flesh so that you can cover yourself up. You are not small at all. You are a child of God. You are the child of the Most High God. You are made in His likeness and in His image. If there is nothing else to celebrate, celebrate the fact that you are made in the image of God and God wants you to be like Him and He loves you and He wants you to be what He wants you to be. Somebody say, Amen. We're created to live life, not to be hidden by life. Sometimes, listen, this is funerous, this is this is In without them, find yourself amongst them. Don't hear me wrong, I want them. I'm an advocate for them. They belong to us as the children of God. However, they must not cause you to think you are somebody because of them. You are somebody because you are made in the image and the likeness of God that's why you are somebody that is why even if they are not there you must not worry about the fact that they are not there because there anything can happen anytime somebody say amen now you know when the enemy stole their identity they covered themselves up as I said and then something happened And I want to say this, you will always know the value of a thing by the price that was paid for it to be purchased. Now then, because the enemy stole our identity, God brought his only begotten son, Christ Jesus himself. So God took from himself the best of him and said, Because I want them to get back to a place of knowing who they are, who I intended for them to be. I'm going to take Jesus as a down payment. Somebody say down payment. Once there is a down payment, it means that you can collect your thing anytime Any time, any time. It means that you can go and say, I have made my down payment and therefore give me back my stock. And this kind of a stock is us being brought back to the original position that God wanted us to be in the beginning. Bringing us back to his likeness. Bringing us back to his image. And he put a down payment with the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of his only begotten son. That's how valuable your identity is. That's how valuable you are to God. That's how valuable God wants you to know who you are in him. Somebody say amen. Jesus was sent so that we can be restored back to the original state. Jesus came for restoration. Luke chapter number 19, verse number 10. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. Now though, um, now through Christ, we are created that we can also be restored back to God. The, 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 The identity that was distorted in the Garden of Eden is now removed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And now Jesus has come to bring us back to the original state. He has given us the correct identity. So now Jesus has come so that we can have the correct identity, exactly what God wanted us to have. In Christ, we are privileged to be able to see that which God wanted us to be. So it is in Christ Jesus that we can have a copy of what God wanted us to be from the beginning. The Bible says... It is in Him where we live, we move and have our being. Why? Because God wants us to function in the same way that He wanted us to function to function even in the beginning. So now Jesus is the one who came carrying the image and the likeness and the identity that we have lost. In the beginning and we are so privileged this morning that this Jesus is available for each and every one of us if you have never accepted him as your personal Lord and Savior I want you to know that you are missing out you are missing out on a foundation you are missing out on someone who can begin your beginnings with you you are missing out on someone who can heal everything that has your name on it you are missing out on someone who is the image of of God the expressed image of God that is what the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter number 1 verse number 3 he is the expressed image of our God so now our eyes are opened by reason of the blood of Jesus Christ when we begin to see his glory we begin to see and we are changed into his likeness the Bible says as we behold we are being transformed we are being changed into his likeness because that's the original plan that's the original state that God wanted us to be in, in his image and in his likeness. Somebody say amen. Amen. So now when Jesus came, I'm going to close just now. When Jesus came, Jesus came and he had an identity. He had the identity that was given to him by the Father. Remember, he came from heaven to restore our identity. But his identity was intact. And he came and he was not afraid to proclaim his identity. He was not afraid to declare his identity. He was not afraid to say, I am. Some of us are very scared to say, I am. Because people breed it as though we are being proud. But it is important that we know who we are and we declare who we are. Only knowing who you are but not declaring it is not going to help you in any way. If there is something that you need not to be humble about, it is who you are in Christ. Because that is your identity. One day Moses said, how will we be distinguished? Because he knew there was going to be so many other people. So in other words, Moses was saying, give me something that will identify me as a foreigner amongst many. That will identify me as someone who is Sent by you amongst many. So that is how we are being distinguished by reason of the identity that Christ has given us. But we must never, we must never shy away from declaring who we are in Christ. Because Jesus, who is the patent son, who is our example, was never, never ashamed of who he was. Some of us, they don't even know we are Christian at work. I am in. But Jesus proclaimed. Jesus declared who he was. He was not ashamed at all. And I believe that's how he won. Because he once said, he said, I am the bread of life. He came knowing very well who he was. And he declared it. He was not shy to say, I am the bread of life. Maybe that's the reason why. When the enemy was tempting him while he was fasting, he was he did not really care about the bread because he is the bread. If you entice me with what I am, you are wasting your time. He declared it. He said I am the bread of life. He said I am the light of this world. He said I am the door. Hallelujah. He said I am the good shepherd. Jesus was never afraid. He also said I am the resurrection and the life, maybe that's the reason why even the tomb could not keep him because the opposite of life is death, so death cannot keep life. Here is the resurrection and the life. So anything that, is, that dies when Jesus is there, that thing springs back to life. Why? Because he is life and he was not ashamed. To say it now the Lord Jesus Christ came knowing exactly who he was as I said and he declared it we must also know who we are we must also know our identity in him so that the enemy cannot cause us to be tossed to and fro by every wind that comes because we don't know who we are Jesus did not even leave us in the dark he told us Who we are. He wanted us to proclaim. He wanted us to declare who we are. Because he knew the power of declaring who you are. Remember I said he declared who he was. And things aligned to who he was. So he told us as well who we are. So that everything can come back to line. And align exactly to who he said we are. So we must never shy away from who we are. And never shy away from what he said we are and i want us to declare this morning some of the things that he said we are never be ashamed to declare even if your friends are looking at you never be ashamed to declare who you are because that's how things are going to align in your life never ever be ashamed said i am salt say i am salt say i am salt salt." Let me tell you about salt. Salt does two things. Salt is very powerful. That's you. The the person I'm describing right now, that's you. Salt preserves. Salt adds taste. So in other words, salt adds value. So if the enemy comes and says you are valueless, you must say to him, I am the salt of this world. And salt has got value. Salt is so influential. You can influence your family. You can influence your workplace. You can influence your society. You can influence your, 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 your place of work. You can influence because you are what? You are salt. Salt is very influential. Also salt, what I love about salt is that when it comes it can come anytime. I'm talking to someone about how say late. Salt can come to the food anytime. And it changes the game. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. That's, the, that's the power that is invested in the salt. That it can come anytime. In such a way that when you have cooked and you taste at the end. And there's something that is offish and you put a pinch of salt. It changes the game. And if it happens that you did not... You you were not able to find a chance to put it while you are still cooking. There is even a chance on the table. Salt, that's who you are. You are never late. You are never late to start that business. You are never late to, to get married. You are never late to have that baby. You are never late for anything. If the enemy says you are late, tell the enemy, I am salt. I'm salt. I can get in any time and change the game. I can get in and have the best marriage ever. That no one has ever had before. In my family. And I was the last one to get a man or to get a woman. Never late. Never late, you are salt. Salt, you are salt. Shout, I am the light of this world. Come on, you can do better than that. I am the light of this world. Come on, say, I am blessed. You better say it with all that you have. I am blessed. Remember, I said Jesus was declaring who he was so that things can align. Come on, shout, I am blessed. Even if your body does not want you to say it, shout, I am blessed. Even if your circumstance does not want you to say it, say I am blessed. Even if your situation back home does not want you to say it, say I am blessed why must i say it out loud even though my situation does not align it is because as soon as i say it then it aligns back to the original plan that god had in store for me from the beginning where he made me in his likeness and in his image things must align to what i say and why must i do it even though things are not looking the part? i must say it because the bible says let the weak say i am strong there is power in my tongue that is why even though i don't see the blessing of the lord manifested yet yet i will declare yet i will proclaim yet i will shout that i am blessed because I know that my identity is able to attract something from heaven to come and sit on me. And that thing can produce everything that I am trusting God for. And that thing that can come from above is called the blessing. Shout I am blessed. Yes. You are blessed. Say I am the hedge. I am the hedge. You are the hedge, you are not the tail. You are the head, and you are not the tail. And I can sense that some of us, there are many things that have risen above us. Some of us death has risen above us. We feel like we are drowning. Some of us heartache has risen above us. Some of us things that are happening in our families has risen above us. Problems have risen above us. Things that are beyond us and by reason of who we are in Christ Jesus. He, he said we are the head, we are not the tail. So I bring back anything that has tried to rise above you. Some of us, it's sickness. You, just, you are helpless. There is nothing you can do. Even the doctors cannot help you. That thing has risen above you and that thing is not supposed to be above you because you are above and not beneath. But some circumstances has caused you to be beneath. But I bringing them back right now in the mighty name of jesus christ and i cause you to shoot up straight to your rightful position as the head and not the tail as the one who is above and not beneath come on sickness get back under my feet come on financial financial hardship come back to my feet i'm the head that's my identity come on disease I'm back under my feet come on financial hardship come back under my feet come on problems situations circumstances marital status that have gone above you oh come back under my feet i'm the head that's my identity i'm the head i'm not the tail everything that has tried to rise above me come back under my feet my feet. That's where you belong. I'm the head. You are not the head. Somebody tell your situation. I'm the head. You are not the head. Come on, get that need in your mind. I'm the head. You are not the head. Get that situation in your mind. I'm the head. You are not the head. Get the circumstance in your mind. I'm the hate. You are not the hate. I have identity that Jesus has given me. It has been restored back to me. You must come back to your rightful place under my feet. Come on, step your feet under my feet. Devil, you are under my feet. Sickness, you are under my feet. Defeat, you are under my feet. Circumstances, you are under my feet. Financial hardship, you are under my feet. Failure, you are under my feet. In the name of Jesus Christ. Sickness and disease, you are under. You are under. You are under. Devil, you are under my feet. In the name of Jesus Christ. Shout, I'm the hurt. Come on, shout, I'm the hurt you are the head. Shout I am above. I'm not beneath. Shout I am favored. Shout I am favored. Shout I am complete. I am complete. I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. In my finances I am healed. In my emotions I am healed. Oh I am healed in my business. Oh, I am healed in my body. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed, the greatest of them all. I am a child of God. Shout with all your might. Come on, somebody shout, I am a child of God. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Listen, listen. Everything that you are, the salt, the light, the blessed one, the healed one, the head and not the tail, the above only and not beneath, the highly favored one, all of these things answer to being the child of God. That's the greatest identity that Christ has given us. He brought us back from the pit of hell and the grip of Satan with his own blood. And he gave us a new identity. We are the children of, of God. So in other words, when the enemy tries to come to you and say, but your situation is not showing it, you will say, let the weak say, I am strong. You will say, I declare what I have already heard from Jesus Christ. So now let the devil and the world never ever give you a name. You are not what the devil says you are. You are not what the world says you are. But you are a child of God. Shout, I am a child of God. I've heard what my mother called me. I've heard what my father called me. I've heard what my friends called me. I've heard what my society called me. I've heard what my situation called me. I've heard what my circumstance called me. But today I came to church and I had my true identity. And my true identity is not who the world says I am, but my true identity is that I am a child of God. Shout I am A child of God I am A child of God Hallelujah 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 Now now, That's our identity And many other things that God says we are That's our identity Why must we fuss about identity We must fuss about this identity And contend for it because identity gives you access yes identity gives you access it gives you access to that which God has in his kingdom we are fasting about this identity because in the kingdom of God that is why he said when we pray we must ask in the name of Jesus Because our identity was tempered with. Just in case, just in case we might end up not getting what we are praying for. So we better come with the one who already has a perfect identity. And he says he has given us that identity. So when we go to God, we go to God in the name of Jesus. So that we can obtain mercy in the time of need. Identity gives us access. Gives us access to what? To the inheritance the Bible says in the book of Revelation 3 8 we are going now The Bible says I know your works see I have set before you an open door that's what Jesus said I've set before you an open door which means he came the Bible says he entered once and for all and then he gave us his identity so that we can also enter so now today I don't know what door has been standing in front of you. I don't know what mountain has been standing in front of you. But this morning you came to church. And by coming to church, you now understand that you have a new identity. And this identity, there is no way where there can be no access for you. As long as it is something that belongs to God, you have access to it. What, what, What do we have access to? We have access to everything that God has. Everything. Literally everything. Don't allow anyone to tell you you don't qualify. You qualify by reason of your identity. That is why people would even take each other to court because Betty Aba Why? Because of the identity I belong here So I want you to go back home I want you to go back to your business I want you to go back to your your marriage I want you to go back to your career I want you to go back to your sphere of influence And take out that identity That Jesus has given to you And say, who are you? O mountain, before Zerubbabel You shall be made plain Why? Because I know who I am you must recognize who is standing before you. You better recognize. But no mountain will ever recognize you if you don't know who you are. Because you will get in front of the door that's already opened and be shy. If you don't know your identity, you'll get to the door that's already opened. and The enemy will cause you to see it as closed. Because you don't know who you are but we have access to the inheritance this inheritance does not define who we are but this inheritance causes us to attract the inheritance to attract that which God has now jesus said it clearly in the word that he god has taken that which is his jesus that is and he has given to us all of it, nothing missing, nothing broken. So the Bible says Jesus is the firstborn amongst many. Jesus is the firstborn amongst many, not many people. Jesus is the firstborn amongst many, but not many people. He is the firstborn amongst many firstborn. We all qualify. To get our hands onto the inheritance. There is an inheritance that is waiting for you. There is an inheritance that is waiting for me. And all that we need to do is to pull our identity and say, I am no longer M I am no longer a Mabasa. I am no longer a Mutuki. I am no longer I am Kuni, But I am the one who stands upon a firm foundation. So when I come for my inheritance, it's not about what my parents had, it's not about what my parents could have, it's not about what my parents could achieve, it's not about what I can achieve, but it's about that which God has given me in the name of Jesus Christ. There is an inheritance for you, there is an inheritance for me, the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, he has founded it upon the seas, hallelujah. All of that which God has belongs to me. I want somebody this morning who has faith enough, faith enough, faith enough to go for their inheritance, to go for their inheritance. I dare you, 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 you. in the year 2023, I dare you, you are a child of God. I dare you you have an identity in Christ I dare you go for the promises of God go for your inheritance everything that God has everything that God possesses it can be yours only if you believe I dare you this money I dare you to lose your mind for your inheritance I dare you I dare you I dare you go for it There's an open door, don't worry about the resources, there's an open door, that no man can shut, go for your inheritance, go for it, get in there, get in there, and say I want what belongs to me, and I want it now, I am going to pray, is somebody daring this morning, is somebody daring this morning, the child of God is daring, the favored one is daring, The blessed one is daring, the one who is salt is daring, the one who is the light is daring. Come on dare the devil, you dare close this door before me. You You dare, you dare, you dare, you dare, you dare, you dare close this door before me. He said see, I have placed before you an open door that no man, that no man, that no man can shut. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have an inheritance. Go for it. Somebody shout, I go for it. I'm going for it, I'm going for it, I'm going for it. I'm going for it, I'm going for it. I tell you this morning, tomorrow morning, go for it. I tell you this year, go for it. I tell you next month, go for it. Somebody must lose their mind for their inheritance. Somebody must lose their dignity. For their inheritance. Yes, the devil thought he has won, but he has lost. Now I know who I am, I am a child of God. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. That's my identity. Jesus, my identity. Jesus is my identity. I can pull Jesus anywhere where the doors are not opening. I can put Jesus in my business. That's my identity. I can put Jesus in the systems and structures. That's my identity. I can put Jesus in my marriage. That's my identity. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to unbelief. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave financial hardship. I am a child of God. I am no longer a slave to heartbreak. I am a child of God. I am no longer a slave to is not going well. I am a child of God. Shouts unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Thank him for your inheritance. Come on, thank him for you for your inheritance. Thank him for your identity. So take it, take it, take it, take it. Shake it, take it, take it, take it, take it. Shake it, take it, take it, take it, take it. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. I'm walking in power. I walk in miracles. your identity anything that has to do your identity don't take it as raw as it is superimpose the identity that Jesus has given you and say along with this physical identity I have a spiritual identity I am a child of God I am a child of God hallelujah hallelujah thank you Jesus you have an inheritance and you have full access to it full access I said that you know, last week when we were praying the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof which means I come to the Jongobuga, too busy. I bank and funnug near Malloc Tango Bank and How was Molok, how into busy melanin now. M. Sabin I am so radical. I even said the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So, in other words, if there is a house that I must occupy and the bank does not want with it, or people don't want with it, so in Kenna my pants land, so in Kenna my land, so in Kenna my pants, the earth is the lord And the fullness thereof It is our inheritance It belongs to us It belongs to us Yes Yes Belongs to us Radical Radical Yes You have an inheritance I have an inheritance by reason of my identity. Jesus is my identity. Come on, shout. Jesus is my identity. Clap your hands and bless him. Do you please? Come on, 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 come on. Come on, 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 come on. Come on. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.